So this is a Mindful Monday episode, and every Monday I'm hoping to bring you some sort of episode around mindfulness, whether it be a casual chat like we're having today or having a special guest on the show, or maybe I'm just sharing some sort of guided breath work or meditation. I really hope and my intention of this show is that you become more mindful, period, in general. Can you just become more mindful? And then we become more mindful towards our path, towards our energy, towards our wants, desires, needs, towards our interests, the, the, you know, follow your path is my mantra. And we become more aware of that path when we become more mindful in the first place. So I wanted to take this episode to break down different ways to become more mindful in our lives and provide some personal examples of how I have become more mindful over this past year. Namaste and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Namaskar, friends. Welcome back to the show. And thanks for tuning into my moon circles during my hiatus. I am finally back to this podcast, back to recording on a regular basis, hopefully back to putting shows out to you on a regular basis. It has been a heck of a year. (laughs) So I started this podcast about a year ago with my birthday. My birthday is October 14th. And last year around that time, I launched my podcast. It was a big goal of mine to do that. And it was a success. I was able to launch, get things going. And then about four to six weeks later, I can't remember exactly when, my microphone kicked the bucket. It just stopped working. (laughs) I was having some issues with it. And I had to send it off to get repaired. Now, I could have 
probably gone out and purchased a cheaper microphone and continued to podcast, but I really had invested in that very microphone to do this show and, and do some other content as well. And so I just saw it as a need to take a break. I saw the universe as saying, hey, you need to take a break right now and uh, take some time off from the show and you know get everything clear as far as where you're going with the show and then get back to it. So my microphone was actually repaired um, and arrived back to me in March of this year. And of course, while I'm recording this, it's closer to the end of November of this year, November of 2022. And as much as I wanted to dive into getting back to the show in the spring, I had a lot of unexpected, very exciting things come up in my life and in my business. And that led to me having to just put the podcast aside and put the recordings of my moon circles on there and call it good enough for now. And I just trusted in the universe that when the timing was right, I would know when to return. And that timing is now. And so here I am. And I am so excited to be back broadcasting to you. So we just navigated, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, we navigated a full blood moon in Taurus. It's the last total lunar eclipse that we will have until 2025. It was a big energy. A lot of people were talking about it in the ether and on social media and in the news. And even if you don't know anything about that moon, what you need to know is that in the astrology world, that moon marked the sun at 15 degrees Scorpio. So we are still in uh, Scorpio season at the time of this recording, but by the time I put this out to you, we will be just on the cusp of Sagittarius season. So when we're at 15 degrees Scorpio, when the sun is at 15 degrees Scorpio, we acknowledge something called solar Samhain. Now, Samhain is celebrated around Halloween, November 1st, October 31st. It's that, you know, time to honor the death of summer, the welcoming of winter, the letting go of things in nature. And then we sometimes have to wait just a little longer before we get into the official solar Samhain, which happens at that 15 degrees Scorpio, more in a full moon. By the way, I'm recording this episode at home, <laughs> and I forgot to lock the door, and my little one just woke up, so excuse that mini interruption, but I'm going to actually talk about why I'm recording at home later on in this episode, so just a little side note with that with that noise in the background. So back to solar Samhain at this point when the sun is at 15 degrees Scorpio. This is also the exact midpoint between autumn equinox and winter solstice. It's also in some traditions known as the beginning of the new year. In Celtic traditions, Samhain is the sometimes called the witch's new year. And really the solar Samhain, this midpoint between equinox and solstice, this is the point where we are at the beginning of a new 
year in nature. I've been talking a lot in my moon circles about how this is a planting season. This is a time to set intentions. This is a time to envision the future and work on small goals to get there, even though it seems like it's not. It seems like everything in nature is dying around us. We're going to longer nights. We're going to colder, darker days. But it is a time when so much can happen in the darkness. So thinking about the bulbs that you plant um, in the fall time or thinking about other seedlings and intentions that you set in the fall. We've also been in a deep eclipse season. Uh, We've just kind of come out of it or we're, we're just getting ready to come out of it. But the eclipse portal that we've been in is also setting us up to um, basically plant intentions or set goals for our future in the springtime, in this upcoming spring when we'll return to that eclipse series again. So this is an interesting time to both reflect on the past, reflect on your past year, maybe let go of some things or make some adjustments and also really take time to envision what you want for your future and start making a plan, maybe taking small actions to get there as well. And this is why I'm back to the podcast now because it is a time for me to reflect on this past year and really become more mindful of the journey that I've been on since I started this podcast and then be able to direct myself with more focus moving forward. So this is a mindful Monday episode and every Monday I'm hoping to bring you some sort of episode around mindfulness whether it be a casual chat like we're having today or having a special guest on the show or maybe I'm just sharing some sort of guided breath work or meditation I really hope and my intention of this show is that you become more mindful period, in general. Can you just become more mindful? And then we become more mindful towards our path, towards our energy, towards our wants, desires, needs, towards our interests, the, the, you know, follow your path is my mantra. And we become more aware of that path when we become more mindful in the first place. So I wanted to take this episode to break down different ways to become more mindful in our lives and provide some personal examples of how I have become more mindful over this past year. I'm also using this episode to give you some insight on what's been going on in my life, do a little catch-up episode to help you kind of understand why I haven't been making shows for the podcast and why I've been taking really just more time for myself and my business and time to refocus and redirect my own energy. Let's start by talking about becoming more mindful of our physical health. I find that the physical body, our physical health, this is something tangible, right? It's something that we physically feel and experience. We can touch our body. We can see things happening with our body on the external We feel things happening on the internal. We can see things on the internal through different testing and imaging. And our bodies and our health tend to be the number one thing that we deal with when we are not mindful, when we are not aware. A lot of times we experience physical illness or disease when something is wrong in our lives. Maybe it's 
you know, our energy and, and we're imbalanced. Maybe we're letting some sort of emotion really overcome us. Maybe we've got something on the external creating some sort of stress. But think about the word disease, right? Dis-ease. When our body is dealing with disease, when we are not well, it's because our body is not at ease. Our body is not at peace. Our body is not in harmony. And we need to figure out what is going on and why that is happening. And health is something that I have dealt with my entire life. I was born with hemophilia. I have a genetic blood clotting disorder. And I was kind of a sick kid as well. I had a lot of um, issues with things like bronchitis and ear infections and allergies. And I still do deal with some of those things, not as uh, much as I did as a kid, but I've always had health kind of, you know, on the forefront of my mind just because of some of the health challenges that I've gone through in my life. So becoming more mindful of your health can really help indicate other factors in your life that might be impacting you in a negative way. And a lot of times our body also acts up out of stress, just stress in particular. So let's go back. I told you that my microphone got repaired back in March, back in the springtime of this year. And I wanted to jump back into the podcast right away. I wanted to come back into making shows right away. I have a list of shows that I want to create for you. I have a full plan. However, one thing that tends to happen to me in the springtime or one thing that has happened to me in past springtimes, I try not to define myself in the future or in the present, but in the past, springtime is a bit of a challenge for my allergies here in the Midwest. I'm not from the Midwest originally. I'm from the South. And even in the South growing up, I had allergies in the springtime. But here in the Midwest, living on the Mississippi in Southeast Iowa, I have allergies that really flare with my skin more than anything else. And it, it just seems like since I've moved here for the past seven, eight years, every springtime around March, April, I tend to get major, major rashes, welts, hives, a lot of skin issues, very uncomfortable. I'm not talking like a typical skin rash. I'm talking like major dermatitis. I end up like my skin gets it basically eats away. I mean, I will have, I've had episodes where I've lost the skin in my armpits and my elbow pits and around my wrists. I've had times in my life where my hands just didn't feel like hands because they were so split and dry and, and open and oozy and gross and, and then healing from that. And so this is a pattern that I've had every springtime. Now, I could easily blame that on allergies, right? It's planting season here in the Midwest. I, you know, the pollen is is all over the place. Mold is happening. But I took this past year to really ask myself if there was more to it. You know, was there a root cause to all of these flares that were happening this particular time of year? So when we talk about being more mindful of our health, be more mindful of the patterns that you have with your health. Do you have a certain illness or sickness that tends to come back around at the same time on a regular basis or annually, you know, something that I was dealing with? So I asked myself, 
what is the root cause of this? Why do I tend to flare like this with my skin? Well, when I really took the time to think about that this year, I was taken back to one of the very first times that I experienced eczema in my life and experienced dermatitis in my life, and that was when I was in college. And I was taking a lot of classes. I had a really heavy class load, and it was a very stressful time because we were nearing finals, and all of a sudden, my skin broke out out of nowhere. And I had never had eczema before. I had never dealt with this. I didn't know what was going on. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, you have stress-induced eczema. And they can give me, you know, cortisone or, you know, a little bit of an, an allergy medication, but there wasn't much else that they could do for me except telling me to stop being so stressed, which was easier said than done. But thinking about that time, thinking about being extra stressed and how that flared my skin, I started to realize that the first time I really had bad, bad issues with my skin, really flared issues, was back in 2017, in the spring of 2017. 17. And that's the time when I really lost the skin in my elbow pits and my armpits. But during that time, I also was working for a gym. I was teaching yoga at a local gym. I was also teaching prenatal yoga in a little space of a building that my family had recently purchased. And I was in the process of building my website, launching my website, getting that all going, my YouTube channel, kind of all the things that I do now. I started doing those in 2017 in the springtime. Now, I was very stressed because I was working in two locations and I didn't really want to be at the gym anymore. I wanted to own my own business and do my own thing in my own space fully, but was scared to do that. I also had never had a website before or YouTube channel, and I'm not very techy. I, <laughs> I don't like to deal with tech and uh, was very nervous and you know, stressed about getting all of this going. And in the process of that, I ended up breaking out really badly with my skin. And then since then, since 2017, the spring of 2017, I kind of noticed every springtime, I would again have these repetitive patterns of rashes and hives, not as bad as the first time. However, I was also making these major projects for myself, setting these major goals for myself in the springtime, right? We're thawing out from the winter, we're moving into summer, we become more motivated, and I was becoming more motivated at that time of year to do things. But I would really, you know, overload myself and I would, you know, require a lot of myself because I am, at the time of this recording, a one-woman show. I certainly was back in 2017 and, and every year up until now, I've pretty much been a one-woman show. So when it comes to all of the things that I have to do to get things into the digital world, it's a lot for me. So this year, for the first time ever in five, six years even, I, I would say even seven years because in 2015, I was going for my yoga teacher training in the springtime. I didn't have any skin rashes, but I had some teeth issues and teeth are very energetically related to stress and disease, but I was dealing with that. And then in 2016, I was going for more training locally. So kind of springtime every year since uh, 2015, I've done something to add more stress to my business and myself and my time and my energy. 
And this year I said, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do anything in the springtime because the other thing we do every spring, me and my husband have always gone to Florida in the springtime and now we're starting to take our son as well. And so I said this year, no more. I'm not going to work on vacation. I'm not going to work before vacation. I'm not going to stress myself out before I head to Florida to enjoy this vacation with my family. I'm simply going to take time off. I've got my microphone. It's good. It's ready. It's working if I need to use it, but I'm really going to take time off. And guess what happened? Guess what happened, folks? I did not have any issues with my skin in the springtime this year. I went to Florida rash and welt free <laughs> with no discomforts and felt so much better just to enjoy that vacation with my family and then come back and I was much more motivated to work once I returned and I didn't have anything that I had to heal physically on the side in order to you know, perform at my business and perform at my content creation in the way that I wanted to. So mindfulness of your health extremely important. It's important to know what's causing these issues in our body. It's almost always some sort of energetic or emotional. Stress is something that we can't see. We can't cut it out. We can sort of measure it, but not really. There's really no cure for it except to calm ourselves down, right? And to balance out our energy and balance out our time and make sure that we're having more time for ourselves and our wants, our needs, our desires, the things that we want. And that's what we need to be prioritizing, right? Let's provide another example, personal account. I wanted to actually record this episode a week ago. <laughs> and the day that I woke up to record, I woke up with a completely swollen, shut eye from allergies again. But again, I ask myself, I'm going to be more mindful about the situation. Why is my eye swelling? Yes, there are allergies triggering things, but why do I have this extra stress right now? Well, number one, it's scary to get back into the podcast show. Like this means that I have to commit, right? And I have to show up and I have to get these episodes done. I have to make a plan and make room for it. That alone creates some stress. But also last weekend, I was um, honoring my father's 66th birthday, sorry, 67th birthday. And my father's been passed for 10 years now. And it was an emotional weekend. I just miss him. We used to always do things on his birthday. And uh, I just kind of missed him and was feeling a little, a little sad. And I think emotionally that showed up in my eye. And physically, I was told to slow down. My body said, hey, you're working to avoid your emotions. I'm a Capricorn moon, by the way. I deal with my emotions with work and organization and structure and kind of just earthy, earth sign things, avoiding things. And I uh, was doing that. I had scheduled myself to do the podcast to take my mind off my father. And then the universe said, nope, that is not who you are now. You are not a person who numbs your feelings. You are not a person who bottles things up and blocks them away. You are a person that processes now. And therefore, I was given space and opportunity to process. Now, I could have complained, could have complained about my eye, could have been frustrated, but I really was mindful of the situation and saw it as the universe saying, hey, take time to process your feelings. Don't worry about the podcast. You'll get to it when you get to it. Thank you.
Now, I've also had a couple of other health issues over the past year that have held me back from getting back into the podcast. I wanted to maybe also get back into things this summer when things were a little bit uh, you know, easier for me. I had some more space to do things this summer with my business, but I also this summer found out that I was pregnant and I also had a miscarriage back in uh, February, by the way. I only knew I was pregnant for a couple of weeks, but I did have a miscarriage shortly after that. And I went through a similar situation this summer where I found out I was pregnant and a few weeks later I went through a loss. And I was just told that now was not the time. You know, since since March or February, uh, you know, February and March, March when I received my microphone and everything was well, not only was I setting aside time for myself to make sure that I wasn't going to break out in some crazy rash from stress, from work, but I was also grieving. I was grieving that loss again. Um, for those of you that don't know my story, I've had several losses in my journey and it hasn't been easy. And I do have my one beautiful baby boy. Uh, he's not so much a baby anymore. He's more of a teenager right now, but you know, I have him downstairs and, and he's such a blessing, but I never thought it would be just one for me and one child. And so these pregnancy losses I've dealt with this year have been a lot. And I've really felt need to, again, not block out those experiences or numb out my feelings over it by going to work. And now I haven't been very vocal about what I've been through this past year. So if you're just hearing about this now and you've been around me, you probably didn't even notice uh, a skip in my step. But yeah, I just needed to take time to process and grieve. And I wasn't in a state of creation and conception. I was in a state of loss and letting go. And so it wasn't the right time to be creating podcast shows or YouTube videos or really anything in my life. I, I have a lot of big plans for things that I want to create right now, but I had to wait until it was the right time. So these are just a little bit of uh, the examples that I've been going through with my health, uh, with my wellness overall. And I hope that this just inspires you to maybe pay more attention to your health and your wellness. And if you are going through a particular disease or struggle with your health, maybe taking some time to become more mindful of the experience and ask yourself what the root cause is of that. Ask yourself if you could make a change or shift to create that experience from happening again. We are in this turn of the wheel of the year, right? This Celtic New Year. And even if you're not celebrating Celtic or pagan holidays, we're towards the end of 2022. You know, we're towards the end of November. We're moving into December. We're moving into 2023. This is a perfect time to become more mindful of your health and really start to make change towards a life surrounded in wellness. Let's move on and talk about becoming more mindful of self-care and maybe even starting to emphasize self-care culture over hustle culture. How many of you have been guilty of it? I know I have. How many of you have been guilty of hustle culture? 
hustle, hustle, work hard, hit the grind, no sleep till you hit the top, no sleep till Brooklyn, right? Going hard, very Gary Vaynerchuk mentality, right? Although if you listen to his talks, he does mention that he prioritizes a lot of sleep. But there's been this culture around hustle, I would say over the past maybe 10 years or so, and I maybe over COVID times, we started to ease more into that self-care culture and, and let go of that hustle culture. But it has been interwoven into many people's lives, including my own. And I do believe hustle culture and leaning into that caused a lot of my health problems, caused a lot of the issues that I've had maybe over the past 10 years as I've worked to build my own business and step out of the corporate world of being an employee and being my own boss. With that has come a lot of hustle culture and it has not it has not served me. I'll just put that out there. So even before I dealt with these, you know, rashes and skin issues, when I was in the corporate world, when I was in corporate retail management, I was running stores in multiple countries. I was running um, taking care of a lot of people. I was in charge of a lot of people. I had chronic IBSD. I am talking chronic. Like I was on medication for it and I kept having to up my doses because it wasn't helping. Now, funny, I'm not on any of those medications now as a self-employed person, as a yogi, as somebody who understands the worlds of stress and anxiety and how to handle it in my life now. It's a little bit different. But at that time, oh no, I did not know much about stress or anxiety and therefore my body was displaying it all through chronic IBSD. And fun fact, your root chakra, your first energy center, this is where you deal with stress, fight, flight, all of those things, survival. It is also related to elimination. <laughs> so I had major, major root chakra imbalances um, and it was causing a lot of issues with my digestive system. But I, I mentioned, you know, also even back in college, before I really knew a lot about stress there, just, you know, adding on a lot of classes and working two jobs and having a lot going on there. I dealt with eczema that was stress-induced, really nothing to do about it otherwise except calm down. And then even I have a past history of running. I used to run marathons, and I uh, kind of had a history of, stress fracturing, literally the word stress, right? Stress fracturing my feet and toes. And I think about the fifth or sixth time that I did it within my, how long had I been running at that point? Oh gosh, probably like seven, eight years. Um, and I was stress fracturing almost every year. I think that I finally had that aha moment of, hey, this isn't serving me. I am stressing my body out. Things are not working. I'm not taking care of myself and I need to change. And that's actually when I shifted uh, into the world of yoga, when I decided to heal my stress fracture and then not be so hard on my body moving forward. It's so important to pay attention to if you are taking care of yourself. Can you become more mindful of taking care of yourself? I say it probably every yoga class. I ask my students to ask their bodies what they need, to ask their energy what they need, to ask their heart what they need. We have to become more mindful of taking care of ourselves because if we don't, we will imbalance. 
and we will eventually end up hurt or sick or stressed and it's not going to be good, right? I have a tendency to spread myself thin. I have a tendency to push myself to my limits. So when it comes to something like running, when I was in running, I wasn't just into running, I was running marathons, which requires me to spend a significant portion of most of my days and weeks running, which really causes me to revolve my whole life around running. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your jam and you love running and it really serves you, great. But for me, I was using it as a way to run away from my problems. I was using it as a way to numb out my feelings. And I was using it as a way to ignore self-care practices that my body really needed, okay? I've always gotten into running around heartache. The very first time I decided to run a marathon, the very first moment I got into running is because I went through a really, really hard breakup. And the second time I got really into running was after I lost my father. So I use physical exertion, running, working out, etc., as a way to sometimes process my feelings, but many times to simply just run away from them. And that's not the only example. I mean, even in my work, sometimes I tend to spread myself too thin. So like I get really excited about things. So when I get into the podcast, I get really excited about the podcast. Like right now I'm back in podcast world. I'm in the podcast zone in my mind. And I have all of my episodes planned out pretty much for the next three months, if not longer, which is really exciting for me. However, I could really get into a mode of just like batching out recordings and editing, batching out recordings and editing, kind of getting into that. And I'm going to spread myself thin. And I'm going to probably have some issues around that if I do, because I'm not going to be taking care of myself. I'm going to be taking care of the podcast or taking care of my business. And so I need to make sure as I move forward with this, that I am balancing out my energy and I'm not spreading myself too thin or just directing my focus too strongly on one I had a friend recently give me an example of a pie chart and I love using this example now so you can join me with this exercise just think about your life as a pie or a pie chart however you want to look at it and think about cutting up pieces of that pie to dish out right imagine that pie is your energy or your average day or your average week, however you want to view that. And then every time you cut out a piece of pie, that's a piece of pie that you're dishing out your energy to, right? So maybe you have a piece of pie that's dedicated towards meditation or prayer or some sort of mindfulness practice every day. Maybe you have a piece of your pie that you cut out and dish out to take care of your family. Maybe you have a piece of pie that you cut out and dish out to manage your career or your work or your professional life. Maybe you have a piece of pie that you cut out that is dedicated towards free time and simply, you know, watching a movie or watching a TV show, reading a book. Maybe you have a piece of pie that you cut out and dish out towards your creativity zone, wherever you like to get artistic or creative or craft um, or play. Think about that. Think about your pie. Think about the pieces. And if you look at all of those pieces that you're cutting out, 
are they equal pieces of pie, right? When you show up to a party and you start cutting the cake for everybody, you cut it as equally as you can, right? Everybody gets an equal piece of cake. So when you show up to this life party thing that we're celebrating right now, when you show up to the party of your life every single day, every single week, how are you cutting up your pieces of pie to dish out to the external world? And if you've got really big pieces and really small pieces, you know maybe it's time to bake a new pie. Maybe it's time to reassess where your energy is going. Maybe it's time to find more balance so that you don't feel overwhelmed. So become more aware of that pie you're making every day, every week, the pieces that you're cutting out each day, each week, and try to find more balance. Let's talk about becoming more mindful of your feelings. One of the best ways that you can figure out if you are feeling energetically balanced is to check in with your feelings. Literally, right now, just ask yourself, how am I feeling today? Or maybe you start with saying, I feel, and you fill in the blank. So right now, as I sit here in my bedroom recording this podcast, how do I feel? I feel really comfortable. I feel really privileged that I can sit at home and do work with my family right downstairs. I feel comfortable even though there are noises in the background with my kiddo running around. And if I were just filling in the blanks on I feel, I feel accomplished that I committed to this podcast today and I'm here recording it. I feel excited about what's to come with the show. I feel driven and motivated in a lot of aspects of my business, not just this one. I feel good. I feel healthy, happy. You know, how we feel is a huge indicator of what is going on. And if you can't say it out loud, you could journal it, right? You could write how you feel. You could talk with others if you're feeling like just talking with a friend or maybe you have a therapist. But it's so important to become more mindful of your feelings. Not only noticing the feeling, maybe noticing if it's resonating in a certain part of the body. There's that physical relationship, right? Or that physical connection. But maybe it's just you noticing a word to describe how you're feeling. Being able to label our feelings can be really impactful. There's even science that shows when we can actually take time to get in touch with our feelings and not only let the feeling move through, but also be able to put words to it and label it. It can also help us to process it. There's even been studies on people with deep-seated trauma, PTSD, you know, deep traumatic stuff. And when they can just take a moment to actually get in touch with the feeling and label it, give it a word, give it a name, give it a label, then the feeling doesn't impact them in the same way anymore. So we shouldn't just be more mindful of our feelings and 
feeling them in general and putting labels on them, but we should also become more mindful of those lower frequency feelings that we go through. You know, the things that we might be ashamed to feel or we might bottle up inside because we don't understand or we don't want to feel these lower feelings. But a lot of those lower feelings, those lower frequencies, jealousy, shame, failure, hopelessness, loss, a lot of those are deep down in the root of our being. And therefore, just like our physical illnesses, just like our physical diseases, our physical wellness, we need to again ask ourselves, what is the root cause of this feeling, this emotion? We have to get to what caused that in the first place, what experience, what attachment, what perception. And when we do that, we start to make adjustments, right? We start to make sure that the feeling doesn't happen again, that we don't have that same experience or emotion again. This is a reason why a lot of times we protect ourselves after going through a traumatic event. It's very root chakra focused. But that protection can also keep us from opening up. So we have to open up. We have to get in touch with those feelings that we experienced that were not pleasurable, that were not enjoyable, that were not fun, that were not joyful. In fact, they were quite the opposite. But we also ask ourselves what happened there and can we make adjustments to prevent it from happening again. A lot of time these emotions, these deep-seated ones that are really down in the root being of who we are, these lower frequency feelings, you know, many times they get in the way of us moving forward. So not only should we get in touch with our lower frequency feelings and look into the root cause of those and get more curious about that, but we should also be asking ourselves if our emotions are standing in our way are they getting in our way are they limiting us are they blocking us are those emotions causing us to make excuses and this is another topic on mindfulness that i want to talk about i want you to become more aware of your excuses yikes (laughs) right What are the excuses that you come up with to prevent yourself from taking action on your dream life, on your goals, on becoming a different, better person, on the changes you want to make, the habits you want to develop? What are the excuses that you're coming up with? How are you standing in your own way? And is that emotionally driven? Because probably the answer is yes. A lot of times we let our past failures and mistakes halt us from moving forward. You know, there's a lot of heartache when we have failure. There's a lot of shame when we make mistakes. And when we go through those deep-seated heart emotions, we tend to hold back our heart's desires for fear of being hurt again. There's that protection mode that comes in, right? So for example, do you worry about external judgment? Did you have some sort of experience in your past that caused embarrassment or failure or ridicule 
and were you judged? And do you now hold yourself back for fear of that same failure, embarrassment, ridicule, judgment, etc.? Maybe it's something that you personally experienced or maybe it's something that you inherited. Maybe it was programmed into you. Did your parents have some sort of big business venture and then failed at that and you were a witness to that and that gave you some sort of trauma or you witnessed some sort of experience or emotion that made you not want to venture out with your own businesses and your dreams and your you know, creative endeavors. A lot of times I think about what I went through in high school. My parents were uh, very successful stockbrokers, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Would you call it a stockbroker if you're trading from home? Now everybody trades crypto and everything's different, right? But back in the mid-90s, um, late 90s, early well, mid-90s, late-90s, early 2000, uh, my parents did very well in the stock market. We were doing very well because of it. And then 9-11 happened, and stock market wasn't doing so well after that, and we actually uh, lost a lot of money and really had to shift our whole lifestyle. We had to shift our the way that we, you know, we used to go to eat out every weekend, and we had to start eating in and budgeting more. We used to go on vacations all the time, and we had to hold that back. There were a lot of things that happened uh, during that time, and I was a teenager coming of age, and it really affected me. And so I now find, number one, I am very cautious about stocks. I certainly don't trade on the regular stock market. I have slowly started to dip my toes into the world of crypto very hesitantly, but I'm very careful with my money uh, because of that. And I also... I'm not very uh, lavish. I don't spend lavishly with my money because there's always this deep-seated fear of what if something happens, you know, and you, you need that money. You need that security nest. You need to survive with it. And so I find that a lot of times I hold myself back from making big investments in my business, from spending large amounts of money in my business that would probably help me with, with growth and help me with success because I'm afraid of spending that big ticket amount. And it comes from this deep-seated emotion that was programmed to me when I was a teenager, right? I'm also not very good at asking for help, both in my household and with my family and in my business and pretty much in general. I'm not very good at asking for help. And a lot of times I make excuses that I don't have enough help. But if I become more mindful of that excuse, right? That's what we're talking about. I become more mindful of the excuse of I don't have any help or I don't have enough help. And I start to ask myself why that is. I start to realize, as Taylor Swift would say, hey, it's me. (laughs) Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. So by becoming more mindful of my excuse that I don't have enough help and I get down to the root cause of that and I realize that really I just don't ask for help in the first place and the root cause of that is because I didn't have a lot of help growing up. I had to be a major caretaker role in my family. I grew up in a situation where I had to take care of my sister at much too young of an age. I had to be more of a mother to her than a sister and 
my father uh, dealt with health issues and I wasn't able to really get a lot of help from him. In fact, I had to take care of him a lot of times. And so I was always set up in this situation growing up where I didn't get to ask for help because I was the helper. And then as an adult, I find that I make this excuse of not getting help when really I just don't ask for it or I don't want it. Or when people help, I get frustrated because they don't do it up to my expectations, (laughs) right? So becoming more mindful of our excuses can be incredibly impactful on getting rid of those limits on our growth, getting rid of personal glass ceilings that are emotionally driven. I think about things like judgment, embarrassment. I think those are big ones in my life. I mean, one of the one of the personal examples that I'll give and one of the reasons that Again, I took time with my podcast and haven't been putting shows out there in quite some time because I made up that excuse that I didn't have a microphone, (laughs) right? My microphone was broken. It wasn't working, so I had to take time off. And then I got my microphone back, but I did prioritize a lot of other things. And honestly, I've been making an excuse ever since that, well, I need to get more familiar with the new updated software. I'm not... I need to record with that. It provides a better quality, um, but I don't quite know how to use it yet. And so I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I've just been making these excuses for not putting out shows because I wanted to use that fancy pants microphone that I bought. It's funny because right now I'm doing this recording on my computer on GarageBand. (laughs) Because, again, I'm not familiar with the new firmware updates on my microphone, and I haven't taken time yet to look into it. But the truth is, that's just an excuse, and I can record just as well here on my computer, and maybe it's not the exact same quality as my microphone, but I'm moving forward, and I'm making my shows now. And I realized that part of the reason I was making that excuse, I was making this silly excuse about my microphone being one of the main reasons why I wasn't getting back to my show, is because... I have a certain plan for my show moving forward after this episode. And I think I kept limiting myself and stopping myself out of fear of judgment. So I plan after this episode for the next 20 episodes or so, I'm going to be sharing my personal journey through India, my spiritual pilgrimage through India that I went on in November and December of 2017. And this is something that I have tried to do several times. I've tried to do it through blogging. I've tried to do it through social media. I've tried to even do it through like India night at my studio a couple of times where people came and just like learned about my experience and asked questions. But the truth is there's so much more to the story than I've shared. And it's not all good. Some of it is a little heartachy and dramatic and negative even. And I don't like to be a negative person. I don't like to complain about things. I don't like to judge things. But this trip that I went on completely shifted my life. And I know for the longest time that it's been a story that I need to share. But the reason I haven't shared it is out of fear of judgment 
So when I become more mindful of my microphone excuse and I ask what the root cause of that is, I get down to the root cause of, I don't want to move forward on my show because I know the next step is sharing my India story. And I know that that could bring about some judgment. I also know by fully opening my throat chakra, which is where we cultivate honesty, by opening up my throat chakra and sharing my story and sharing all of it, I know that a certain person could be hurt in the process a little bit. Not not like I'm going to slander, not like I'm going to say bad things about this person, but I had a certain expectation from this person around this journey and they failed miserably (laughs) to meet that expectation and therefore you know the whole trip not just my own personal journey but everybody on the on the in the group on the trip had some pretty challenging experiences and so I'm ready to share it now and I'm ready to put it out there but of course there is this fear of judgment and it's probably why I've been holding myself back until this point. By the way, I also am a bit of a perfectionist. I have Venus and Virgo, and I'm very particular about my work and my digital content that I create. And I almost have a perfectionist tendency that leads to me limiting myself. So sitting here and recording this podcast in my bedroom with background noise from my kid and cars driving by and whatever, I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear them or not by the time I edit, Regardless, it's not the perfect space for me to be recording. I don't have the beautiful microphone, headphone, computer setup that most podcasters do right now. I'm not in my quiet, soundproof space that I usually use to record. But another excuse that I've become very mindful of recently is my excuse of perfectionism. Things having to be perfect and What really busted me out of that with this show, with this podcast, is that I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. Um, One of the reasons that I make a show is because I enjoy this realm of the ether. And one of the podcasts that I listen to is very casual. It's, It's clear that they record as they're driving in their car, as they're out walking their dogs, you know, as they're in their house with their kids running around like crazy. There's definitely some background noise that's not filtered out, and yet I continue to still tune in. I still listen to the podcast every week. I love it. I love the authenticity of it, that they're just going about their everyday lives and still taking time to talk to me and and their audience. And that's where I'm at with things now. I just, I had this epiphany really (laughs) recently where I said, you know, why am I such a perfectionist? The world doesn't want perfection anymore. We don't want those perfect Instagram feeds anymore, right? We want authenticity. We want people to be real. So I'm not going to say that every recording is going to be crazy and chaotic with background noise, and hopefully it won't be, but I'm no longer going to hold myself back just because there's a little noise in the background or a noisy truck drives by where I'm recording or whatever, I don't have an editing team. I don't have a podcast team, right? I don't employ a team of people that help me with this. And so I'm going to do it the way I do it. And I'm going to spread the word and open my throat chakra and get the message out there because that's the whole point of it. And I'm going to let go of those perfectionist tendencies because I know that they hold me back.
Okay, I want to talk about one more thing with mindfulness. I want us to talk about becoming more mindful of what is really important. And this really wraps up everything that I've been talking about today, right? What is really important? Our physical health. Because if we're not healthy, we can't go after our dreams. We can't live a life full of joy if we are dealing with dis-ease, right? So we have to become aware of prioritizing our health. What else is important? Emotional stability, energetic balance, balanced chakras, balanced flow. Because if our energy isn't balanced, right? If our energy is imbalanced, then we're dealing with emotional turmoil. And guess how that shows up in the body? Physically. Each chakra center, the seven main energy centers on the spine, each one of those is related to a certain hormonal system. So they're very physically related in the body. So we have to become more aware of our feelings, our emotions, and we have to prioritize balance and stability. We also have to become more aware of what's important when it comes to our dreams, our businesses, our lives, our bodies, our health. You know, what are we trying to achieve? How important is it to us? Are we getting distracted? Are we making excuses? Are we imbalancing our energy? Are we cutting out different pieces of pie because we're not prioritizing appropriately? What about becoming more aware of taking care of yourself? It's so important to take care of yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. You don't know how to, right? We have to learn to love ourselves so that we can love others. We have to learn to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. So as I wrap up this episode today, I want you to really take time to become more mindful of what's important. Family, friendships, life experiences, having fun, right? Having fun. Joy should be a top priority in your life. Become more aware of your joy. Not the sadness, not the stress, not the lower frequencies. Of course, we need to be in tune with them, but become more aware of your joy and prioritizing it. What else is important? Defining yourself beyond your work. And this is a hard one for me because I grew up in a situation where I had to perform to get attention and love. I grew up in an abusive childhood environment. I had to perform to try to earn love. And sometimes I find myself defining myself with my work. And that's another big, big reason why I didn't work as much this year. I didn't open up enrollment for Conscious Creatress as much as I wanted to. I didn't create the other two programs that I wanted to. I didn't add any content to my YouTube channel or my online membership. I didn't create any podcast shows. I really set aside my work so that I could find true value in who I was beyond that can you find value beyond your accomplishments sisters and brothers can you find value beyond your achievements 
Who are you beyond that? Who are you if you had never achieved those things? Who are you if you didn't have that work or that career? Who are you if you didn't have that thing that you created? Who are you if you didn't make that thing that people buy? Who are you if you didn't offer this service? Who are you if you didn't have some sort of monetary exchange for what you offer? Can you find value in just who you are as you are without all of that other stuff? Because that, my sisters and brothers, is what I believe is the most important thing to become more mindful of. Who you are at your core and how valued you are beyond all of this performance and all that you do and all that you make. That you can be loved and valued for who you are. So with that, I hope you take time every day for more mindfulness. I hope that you take time every day to become more mindful of just who you are. Who are you inside these feelings these emotions these chemical reactions this body these dreams these ambitions now can you sit and become more mindful of that some easy ways to become more mindful include meditation you could do breath work or pranayama practices you can actually do yoga or other physical practices like qigong or tai chi, some of these slower practices that help us just be with our thoughts and be with our energy. It doesn't have to be physical like that. You could journal. You can talk about your feelings. You could talk about it out loud in silence. You could do a voice recording. That's something I like to do is just turn on my voice recorder and my phone and talk out loud and then listen to it. It can be really therapeutic. Or maybe you actually have a therapist or you do some sort of chat therapy or talk therapy online. Now, there's a lot of different options for you to get more in tune with yourself and who you are and how you feel. And to get you started with all of that, we're actually going to do a guided meditation today. And this is how we'll wrap things up with the show today. So if you can, wherever you are, Just find a more comfortable position in your body. Can you become more mindful of your body right now? Maybe just feel your body. Maybe check in with your posture. Maybe feel the tension in your body without judgment. Let's try not to judge it. Let's just become mindful of it. Also becoming aware of maybe your energy. Maybe your feeling stressed and maybe you're feeling happy maybe you're feeling sad maybe you're just feeling energetic things like tingles or you know maybe you can sense your aura around you maybe you feel that chi that ki that prana life force energy running through you as you breathe just take a moment to become more mindful of yourself maybe becoming more mindful of your breath how it's moving through your body, where it goes, how deep it is, how you can manipulate your breath or control that energy. And as you deepen your mindfulness, can you start to move beyond the breath, beyond your body, 
beyond your energy? Can you go into your emotions, your energy in motion? And can you ask yourself how you're feeling right now? So just take a moment to fill in the blank here. I feel blank. Fill it in. First thing that comes up in your mind, I feel. How do you feel? Just keep going. Keep going with this mantra over and over in your mind or even out loud if it's comfortable. Just keep saying, I feel and fill in the blank. I feel joyful. I feel grateful. I feel comfortable. I feel upset. I feel mad. I feel sad. I feel maybe you don't have a name. Maybe you don't have a label yet, right? If you get stuck, fill in the blank with something else. I feel present. I feel open. I feel peaceful. I feel more aware. I feel mindful. Go from there. Just keep repeating, I feel mindful. I feel more aware. And eventually these other labels will come up. Keep going just a little longer. I feel. I feel. I feel. Maybe I feel becomes the mantra. Maybe you don't need to fill in the blank with a label. Maybe you just need to feel. Maybe you need to get in touch with your emotions first before you can even put labels on them. Can you simply just say to yourself, I feel. I feel. I feel. And then maybe it goes further where you can add on to that sentence. Take a few more moments to do this. In your mind, just become more aware of your feelings, your emotion, your energy in motion. And then maybe one more breath, just let go of that mantra, let go of I feel, let go of creating the sentences, filling in the blanks, and just take a moment to notice what came up. as you notice all of these feelings that came up, these emotions, these labels, maybe you take a moment to plan for any adjustments that you need to make. Maybe you start to ask for the tools that you need, the techniques that you need to alchemize these emotions or move them through. Maybe you just take a moment to think about how you can be more balanced. Take another moment to breathe deeply with your body, your breath, your energy, your emotions. And simply set an intention to be more mindful with yourself as you move forward. I hope that this message serve you today. I hope that you are more motivated to cultivate mindfulness in your every day, in your every moment. 
now knowing all of the positive impacts that that can make on your life, your health, your goals, ambitions, your dreams, the more mindful we are, the more mindful we can become. Until we meet again to talk all about my India journey, may we all be happy prioritizing that joy in our life. May we all be well, free of stress and disease. May we all know peace, peace on the external, no more conflict, peace on the internal, emotional stability, energetic balance. May we all feel loved, be loved, love one another. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Blessed be. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media. So thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode. Sorry, that's a joke, you know?